Good morning. It's a sunny, cold morning in New York as spring arrives at 524 this evening. This is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. Yep, it's the equinox. We have 12 hours and 7 minutes of daylight today. A few cycles ago, I finally looked up why it's not 12 hours exactly. And the answer is that the sun itself has width. So it will be 12 hours from when the center of the sun crosses the horizon to when the center of the sun crosses the horizon. But that doesn't include the time when the top half of the sun's disk is already risen. And it doesn't include the time when the trailing half of the sun's disk has not yet set. So those two extra little half suns give you seven more minutes of daylight. Enjoy it. 20 years ago today, George W. Bush launched airstrikes against Iraq in the shock and awe phase of the invasion, reveling in the United States's well-established air power superiority before moving on to the part of the operation for which we had no plan. The Times has a retrospective. Iraq missteps retain power to haunt U.S. on the front page, which opens with a quote from Donald Rumsfeld telling Lieutenant General Jay Garner, the American task with overseeing Iraq's post-war reconstruction, the Times says, my friend, if you think we're going to spend a billion dollars of our money over there, you are sadly mistaken. The Times notes that the United States spent an estimated $2 trillion in Iraq over the two decades, a price tag that barely begins to express the toll it has taken on both countries. The Times also says, the war is widely seen in Washington's power centers as a lesson in failed policymaking, one deeply absorbed, if not thoroughly learned. I was puzzling over what deeply absorbed but not thoroughly learned means, but then I decided it means that you can publish that quote from Donald Rumsfeld, but Donald Rumsfeld will never go to prison. Speaking of going to prison or not going to prison, over the weekend, Donald Trump finally managed to use his off-brand social network Truth Social to drive a media cycle the way he used to drive a media cycle with Twitter by truthing a post about how he was going to be arrested on Tuesday and his followers should rise up in protest. The Times has three separate stories based on the premise that this indictment is coming. Uh, on the front page, we have a porn actress, a payoff, and Trump on the brink. Ex-president may face a historic indictment. That, at least, is another installment of the protracted hinting and guessing game that they've been doing with, with the Manhattan DA's office. Then on the inside, it's as law closes in, Trump rallies allies to take our nation back, and DeSantis is urged to end silence on indictment. The latter is just literally the classic who is responding to the Trump tweet story, except the tweet, again, is a truth social post. In attempting to move this out of the realm of the entirely virtual and discursive, the story argues that DeSantis's failure to say anything is more freighted than that of other people who haven't said anything. He is the governor of the state where Mr. Trump resides, which, should Mr. Trump be charged and refuse to surrender, could lead Mr. DeSantis to play a role in efforts by New York to extradite the former president. If you're counting, that's should Mr. Trump be charged and refuse to surrender, it could lead Mr. DeSantis to play a role. So three conditional things leading to a partial thing. Just say your blog in the tweet, it's fine. You don't need to get to an imaginary standoff at Mar-a-Lago. 
I was going to say that's the news, but that's so imaginary. I'm not sure it is news. Nevertheless, it's in the newspaper. So that's what that is. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity, and we will talk again tomorrow.